welcome to another episode of our Footy Fantasy Podcast. Um, before I jump in, uh, so we are getting towards the end of the season for sure, and it's right in the English Premier League and European League. So I think we've got into what we call squeaky bum time. So we have to bring um, some of our people back to talk about some of the interesting things. Dio, thanks for coming, as always. Yeah. Um, EJ, Arsenal is bouncing. EJ, is, can see EJ came with the big Arsenal energy here. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> uh, hola, thanks for coming. Champion, eh? Champions, limping over the line. Limping over the line, but still champions. It's okay. No, they're not limping over the line. I had to say that. Uh, so before we go into the topics, we have to do our uh, I mean, like we always do, tell you guys where you can find us. You can find us on Twitter, if Twitter is your thing, at Footy AD Fantasy and to be um, I think at the bottom of the page on top of the video when it comes out. You can find the full version of the video on YouTube at uh, Footy Fantasy. It's two words. You can find audio versions if podcasts are your thing, anywhere you find your podcast, specifically things like Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts. It's called the Footy Fantasy, F-O-O-T-I-E, Fantasy, all one word, podcast. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram. You know, we also put in the sync previews on there. It's called Fantasy Footy, all one word. Remember, it's F O. F-O-O-T-I-E. We also have a page, a Facebook page called Extraordinary Footy Fans. Um, so our topic for today, interesting, we'll start off with um, the Man City band that was overturned recently that kind of, you know, changed the dynamics of top four and UCL qualification in the English Premier League. After that, we'll rank uh, Liverpool, this Liverpool team, as winners in uh, the all-time English Premier League winners. Where do they rank? All of us will also give our top five English Premier League winners. And we also end with uh, the top six predictions and relegations predictions, which looks like, looks like we'll go to the last day for both you know, sets for top six, specifically the third, fourth, fifth, sixth position and relegation battle. Looks like it might go to the last day because of the results that have happened this, so far this weekend. Um, I think it would be a good place to start with uh, Mr. Pep. I like to call him Mr. Pep. You know, it's, I've never seen someone like the manager so much. Almost more than he likes his team. <laughs> yeah. There are several people who go by the name already. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so, okay. Dario, what, what are your thoughts? Okay, but let me give a background to our listeners. I'm sure everybody has heard this, but just let me give a quick background. So, financial fair play was brought in a couple of years ago to, one, initially help teams. Uh, did you say something? Okay, brought a couple of years ago to help teams um, from you know going to bankruptcy, help them manage their club, and also create a fair play, finding the balance of teams that they can match the revenue they bring in, which how much they spend to outlay. So recently, City were banned. I think a couple of months ago they were banned. They had a two-year ban for not declaring all their sponsorship money, and this was overturned on Monday, this past Monday, because they and instead it was downgraded to a ten million dollar fine. And they, were, and, they were, and they said, if I remember correctly, that even though they did wrongdoing, they were only banned because they didn't cooperate appropriately. So, Dio, what are your thoughts about, one, the city decision, then two, financial fair play as a whole, the purpose okay. of it? Uh, I like how you broke it down into those two. Yeah. So, I can... Okay, the city de- decision, I think um, they got away on a technicality. Um, the argument was that, okay, you got some of those facts, but they were not time-bound again. They have maybe status of limitation type of sort that you can no longer use it, uh, use it against us. Because um, though City was, uh, we cannot say City was innocent because what is the 10 million fine for? Because you cannot say you were innocent and I'm still fining you. What am I fining you for? Um, and I think CD2 cannot argue that they were innocent because they took the fine. If you are totally innocent, you fight against the fine as well. So because they went to argue that, uh, okay, it's not time bound. Uh, it's not within the statute again. And you cannot use evidence of things that happened before 2014 against us. So they, were not, they are not arguing that they are not guilty. But what I did is beyond the time, time frame we're looking at. So that's CD's argument. And uh, it's one in the court. 
and that's what that matters. And, uh, and that's one thing. So, um, is City guilty? Yes. Uh, that's why they're paying a 10 million fine. The other topic about financial fair play, I have a totally different opinion about it. Okay. Uh, I think financial fair play, personally, I just think it's a way, uh, it's a way to preserve the old boys association to make nobody else come into the league of old boys. Because realistically, tell me, how will a club like Sheffield become a big club? It's not possible if you don't have uh, external funding. Because someone will tell me, okay, get a group of young players, play them together, and you know you know how that works. Okay, for Sheffield, if you get a group of young players, 18-year-old Messi's, 16-year-old Messi's, they need like four or five years to play together to win anything. In, will uh, everybody, will all the vultures leave them alone for five years? Yeah, no, so if they don't leave them alone for five years, so uh, uh, hypothetically, Sheffield has 20, uh, 13 Messi's playing for them. Uh, and when they're 17, 18, they pluck all of them away. Sheffield go back to where they are from. So they will never get there. And if you look at the history of the Premier League, specifically, the only reason why we have different winners, without external money, there will be no Blackburn because they won with external money. There will be no Chelsea because they won with external money. There will be no Man City because they won with external money. So we can say in the history of the Premier League since 1990 or when did it start, 92? Probably we have only Man U. One of the few times Man U is bored. Arsenal will get to win. Leicester will win one, and Liverpool will win in 2020. So that's all he will come to. So it's against competition. We cannot really... It will start getting stale at some point in time because all the big boys will not want to lose their advantage. Which they built, some of them built the same way they are criticizing. A club like AC Milan was in relegation in 1996. 1986. Correct. Ten years later, they've made five CL finals. How, how did that happen? Because Berlusconi gave them money. Yeah. Berlusconi gave them private money. So they were able to, a club like AC, it's just like a club coming from Division 2 right now, Leeds United. In the next five years, in the next 10 years, Leeds United has made five, uh, five Champions League final. They can go to PSG by Mbappe. So, but okay. now AC Milan has done that and put a barrier. Like, okay, we have done that, but the rest of you cannot come in again. What about Real Madrid? In 2000, before Real Madrid started their Galactico. The city of Madrid bought Real Madrid training complex for twice the value. Correct. And it loaned, loaned it back to them. Is that not financial fair play? Is that mm-hmm. not a sugar daddy right there? That's financial <laughs> doping, yeah. <laughs> so that's financial doping. You, uh, they overvalued the, uh, overvalue the asset and they sell it, sold it back to them. Another way, all, this, all these other clubs have a way of circumventing financial fair, fair play. Look at, look at the deal between, it happens, it's just accounting, creative accounting. Look at the deal between Barcelona and Juventus. Everybody knows that Otto is not worth 70 million. Everybody knows that Pjanic is not worth 40 million. What both of them decided was this, the difference between the value of Pjanic and the value of Otto is let's say 20 million. Yeah. So you can as well call it 100 million in your book and pay me back 80 million, or you can call it 30 million and 10 million. All we know is that we want a differential of 20 million. The same thing Man City did with Danilo and, uh, who is this guy? Cancelo. Cancelo is not worth 70, uh, 70 million that they put him on. Uh, where, where, same thing, Danilo that has been sitting on the bench all his life, suddenly worth 50 million. Of course, everybody was just being creative about it. But okay, in their book, they would say, oh, I made transfer income of 100 million. Correct. <laughs> so we, we, they'll still get around it. I had, so that's my own opinion for now. Okay, okay. All, all great opinions. Uh, I see that all eyes, you know, is, is, is moving. <laughs> I'm moving. Since you are getting moved by the spirit, Ola, please come and give us your own sermon for today. <laughs> I'm moving. Because I, 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 that, that you are spoken well, yeah, and I can see some of the points he's saying, but the, the main issue for me is he mentioned two examples, like AC Milan. Yeah, AC Milan is a big club, but did they get punished by UEFA recently? a few years ago for breaking financial is it AC Milan or Inter Milan one of those teams got punished Inter Inter was it Inter yeah yeah so and Inter to have won the Champions League like twice or three times so they've been punished so I don't think it's uh, vindictive well it's not it's not vindictive the way some people are saying that FFP is to punish the, the smaller clubs and stopping them from migrating into the big boys big boys league 
I, I don't agree with that. But I, I'll tackle one thing first. He also mentioned Leeds United, which is a classic example of why FFP came into play. Now, people are not saying don't spend. FFP is not saying don't spend. Spend within your means. The problem with the European leagues, why FFP came in, like I also mentioned in the introduction, there was massive debts in many European leagues, in European clubs, many of them were suffering from massive debt. And why were they suffering from massive debt? They were spending beyond their means. They were spending money that they didn't have. Leeds United suffer from that. Do you know how many years it took them to get back? 16 years. They had to go all the way down to League One because they were overspending money that they did not have. So FFP came in and said, okay, look, you guys, we're going to give you a leeway. You can spend a little more than you're making so that at least your financial health will be in good order. So they've done that. And now there's an article on Guardian that I posted recently. Within six years of FFP, for the first time in six years, all the top clubs in European leagues have declared an operating profit of 615 million pounds, 650 million euros. They are all declaring profits now. Even Liverpool were declared profit. Even we, we suffered from this nonsense. 2010, Liverpool were almost going into administration because right. the owners that we had borrowed money that they didn't have and then they're defaulting on the loans and then the bank wanted their money back. And we almost went into administration. Thankfully, last minute, the court ruled against them. Liverpool, we two would have gone like Leeds United. There are many clubs like that. There are clubs this season that have disappeared that have gone under. That have just gone under because they, they couldn't manage their finances. Right. Now, that's the overall... Wigan. Wigan, Wigan yes. minus 12. Even before Wigan, there was another club that went, I think it's a Bury, B-U-R-Y, yeah. England. They went under. There are many clubs. Don't, don't let's focus on, oh, the big boys are not being allowed. They're not, they not allowing. The overall picture is the financial health of European clubs where it was terrible. And just go and look at the numbers now. Because of financial fair play, now you can be creative which way you like. That's why I agree with Dior. You can be creative and start doing maybe shifty things to try and abide by the rules. As long as you're abiding by the rules, man, I don't have any problem with that. If Man City wants to spend 200 million, but they have a 200 million contract from somebody sponsoring them, just spend within your means. That's what I'm saying. Don't break the rules. When you're breaking the rules, then you should get punished. And you have been punishing not just the small clubs, they've been punishing big clubs too. Like I mentioned, it's Inter Milan, AC Milan. They punished them. Even Liverpool got investigated for FFP. So it's not only like, oh, okay, it's just Liverpool got investigated, but got cleared a few years ago because they were like, you guys are spending. What are you spending? So it's Liverpool not in the elite, elite league, you know? So it's not only about, oh, the big boys don't want the small clubs to come in. Before Man City even got into the um, big money, they too suffered it. They had a minister from Thailand who uh, had the club and saddled them with a lot of debt. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Saddled them with a lot of debt. And that, they, they almost went on that. They suffered because of that. before the, And financial fair pay, I started, go and look at it. They started talking about it in 2008, even before the sheiks came in. So it's not like the FFP is just stopping Man City from trying to... They were already talking about financial fair pay even before the sheiks bought Man City. So I don't think it's a vindictive tool. I think it's a tool to help clubs spend within their means so that they don't go under. Because that's the general thing. It's not only about the top level, even at the smaller level, uh, the lower levels, clubs just spend anyhow. And the reason why the problem with Man City them, the main problem with Man City them is when they, they are spending, it's more like it's a shortcut. They are saying small clubs can grow organically. Some of them can. Some of them come back and generate, look at, like Sheffield United, like I said. Now, if Sheffield United make Europa League next season, they make more money for going to Europa League. They can retain some of their players that way. It's true, some of their players will get bought. But at least they, they, they have a foot in the door. Wolves too, Wolves, they made the Europa League. Yeah, I mean, Jimenez has not been bought. Jota has not been bought. He has been there two, three years. Some of them came from the championship. They managed to retain their players. You can grow, if you are patient enough, you can grow. Look at look at Liverpool from the time when we are almost entered administration. Which within, it's not like these um, American holders are billionaires who are dashing us money. They, they have to grow our revenue streams. They have to grow our revenue streams so that we could buy players. We're still losing players up to 2018. Coutinho left. We're still losing players. So it's possible for teams without spending crazy money. Because what happens is when the likes of the Man, U, uh, Man City start spending crazy money, then the transfer prices go up and then other clubs will now have to buy players at an inflated rate. And then Problem again. <laughs> Problem again. So, in my opinion, financial fair play, it, it, look at the bigger picture. Don't let's just say, oh, it's stopping bigger clubs. Yeah, the bigger clubs are stopping this one from. The bigger picture is 
clubs are now operating at profit because of financial fair play. And if that wasn't there, people will be spending beyond their means and we'll be having clubs who will just be going under. And that's my own point. Okay, okay. Oh, for sure. All fair points. Uh, EJ. Okay, well, I have to say, you guys know way more about <laughs> financial fair play than I do. I had to look up a few things, but what I understood with what happened to City is that there was, like um, Dio said, there was a technicality with um, the emails that were released. And I thought that that was why they kind of got, you know, taken out of court. But, you know, that's fine. And then the fine, they said the fine was because of obstruction of, you know, the investigation, like Ayo said. So I can see where, yes, they may be guilty, but they got up on the technicality and they had to pay a fine. But I don't know where the guilty, what's the guilty verdict? Like, was it that they spent too much money? They lied and said that the money came from sponsorship, but it was really their owners injecting the money. I, I think, is, was that what happened? Either way. That's part of it, yeah. Okay, so financial fair play, like last, you're saying that financial uh, FFP is designed to keep clubs afloat, right? Keep them from spending more money than they make so they don't go into like a deficit, lose the money, and then go under. Mm. But all these fines that we've seen lately, okay, they fined Chelsea. Chelsea's fine was a financial play, um, FFP fine, right? The one that happened recently. where uh, uh, Transfer ban. That was a transfer ban. ban. Was it, but was it related to FFP or no? No, no, no. It was, I think they registered players. They were not so, I think yeah, they... I think it was your team. 16-year-old, yeah. yeah okay, so that, that had nothing to do with FFP. No, no. no. So is there any other English team that has been has been um, investigated for FFP recently in the last five or six years and that has received a ban or no. some kind of removal? Mm. Okay, so this is the first case that we're looking at Correct. in a while. English okay. team. Yes. Liverpool, Liverpool got investigated but got cleared like a few years ago, like five years ago or something like that. Okay. All right. So the, my question is this. Like, if they are... I mean, I'm, I'm okay with FFP. I, I guess I don't understand the question. Is that we try to eliminate FFP or remove, reduce their role or stop them from finding people? Or are we saying that their role is, as an investigational body, is like they're corrupt? You know, like, what are we trying to say? So well, I... Go ahead, Ola. Go ahead. Okay, okay, sorry. I just really jump in. Uh, what I think the main point people are thinking is financial fair play is being used as a vindictive tool, as in to stop the the clubs that are rich, that have the rich owners from crashing into the yeah. very top. That's yes. what some people are saying. And then some people are also saying that financial fair play is useless, that it's not like, look at Man City, basically Man City got away scot-free, they're paying 10 million, 10 million chicken change. And then some yeah. people are saying it is useful, but maybe it needs to be tweaked. Like for me, I don't see it as a vindictive tool. What I see it as is, let's let's get one thing clear. UEFA actually re relaxing financial fair play for next season. So if mm -hmm. that's if people are saying that oh this this thing is supposed to be um like to stop other clubs from rising to the elite, actually UEFA are saying that next season because of this coronavirus, with revenue streams dropping, like mm -hmm. okay we are going to relax it a bit next season. That's for everybody, not just for some specific right. clubs. Next season is going to be relaxed. But they're going to they will relax for next season. Uh, yeah. They'll they will defer it. Yeah. Okay. For like two three seasons. So if they, yeah. so technically they are not really relaxing, but just for this period, but they'll so, not defer it. Like if you so this is your window to buy players, so if you can't. So okay. So so I you don't buy let players. Ask. Okay. Let me yeah. ask. If they are if they are relaxing it, that means they're saying okay for next season you don't have to spend the money you earn. Correct. You can. So what does that and mean? More. So you can spend more than what you are earning. Well, that well, means you can okay. So you can go do a shake deal for one or two years, but after two years, don't do any shake deal anymore. But but but, 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 but this was going to happen. They're saying after those two years, mm -hmm. right? The deficit or the value is going to be front is going to be front loaded back. So pretty much a lot of teams that spend a lot within this period below their means, those those amounts they will, they will capture it and they will kind of be on on a transfer ban. On years later, pretty much like this two-year window. Any other two-year window, if you have overspent for the next couple of years, you cannot spend again until you until you until you make enough money to to net that value that you overspent. That's what they're saying. And the I think I think personally, like if if a team is if a team, my thing is this: if you have rich owners that can afford it, I don't know why there is 
And I, I say this as an Arsenal fan who, you know, I, I, I heard, I heard my own coach. You have a Yes, yes. We understand that, you know, our culture, our former coach was very, very vocal about the idea of rich owners injecting money into their clubs. But if there are two, th if you're, two things are happening, one, you're trying to um, cut um, profits for being, you know, missed, basically. And then you're stopping these clubs that have rich owners from going haywire. I don't see why the clubs that have rich owners can't they're, inject they're money to their clubs. Them. That, that, that's, that's the thing people don't get. They're not saying don't spend. They're saying spend within your means. So if you want to do creative accounting, like Dyer said, do your creative accounting. No, no, like like um, Silent Stan, if Cronkay has billions and wants to spend one billion, as long as you can manipulate and say, okay, look, we're actually making one billion in revenue, so we want to spend one billion. Do okay. it that way. But don't so go okay with manipulation, okay, but not with outright. Exactly. So what, what are we saying? So what exactly. Saying? That's, <laughs> that's what I'm trying to say. Look, okay, look at it, for example. As long as you're not putting debt on your club and making clubs at a risk of going under, that's fine by me. That's okay. what I'm saying. Because Ola. clubs go under because they spend beyond their means. And if you are saying people should continue spending beyond their means, it's going to inflate price and um, prices in the market. And then other clubs will now have to I pay to, to also buy players. That's what okay. I mean. Okay, Ola, let, let's do a, an example of how FFPOE or creative accounting will come in. Uh, Etihad Group. Sheikh will not come as a person. He'll come as an entity called Etihad Group. Right. Etihad Group will have Man City as one of their one of their other companies. Etihad Group will tell Man City to put their name on their shirt. Why man you or every other person is putting Fly Emirates for 50 million a year? Etihad Group will say, okay, the value of Man City putting Etihad on our shirt is worth 200 million. How do you go to meet Etihad Group that, okay, the value of your sponsorship is not a fair market value? No, me, me, exactly. Me, I'm not, I'm not so, disputing that part. I've said I agree with you when it comes to creative marketing, uh, creative accounting. If you want to do your creative accounting, put your money in. I'm not saying don't spend money, but don't spend beyond your means. If the owner wants to put 100 million and says, look, this sponsorship deal is worth 100 million, as long as you're not breaking any rules, UEFA don't have the rights, like the right to say, oh, this sponsorship deal is not worth so much. That's why I don't think they, I don't think that's why Man City got taken to court. Man City got taken to court because they went way, I think they, they were not supposed to go beyond 50 million and they went to like 140 million in operating losses. Go and read it. They went to 140 million in operating losses and then they tried to disguise it. And then UEFA said, oh yeah, let's investigate. They now started obstructing UEFA from investigating that. That was some years ago. This is not recent. This is before Pep. That was, that's why they eventually went to court. So it, it's because it's not because, oh, these people, they don't want you to spend. Spend within your means. If you're you are saying, oh, I have 200 million in revenue and I want to spend that 200 million, that's fine with me. As long as you're not loading your loading clubs with debt. And then eventually when it's now bust, it will affect so many people. Clubs will now go under. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, just to wrap it up, uh, I think we spent enough time on this. Uh, what we do on that episode, I'll stick it to FFP. Just to wrap it up, in my opinion, I think there are two views to it. There's the one view of what Ola is mentioning that UFR are concerned more about, you know, clubs staying afloat, not spending beyond their means, not. And I think there's also a fat opinion. I'm looking at it from pure sports washing, right? Financial doping, sports washing, the means. The means to which the Etihad people have their money, how they get their money due to all the like labor crimes in you know UAE, in Saudi Arabia, they're trying to buy Newcastle. That's a, just a different level, but kind of related. I think there are two views where people see it. A lot of people that are scouting all this outcry see that's the means of where all this money is coming from. Like, oh, how can somebody you know putting all this money into clubs? They, they should block the Newcastle, debating it to be blocked the Newcastle uh, buyout because of where the money is coming from and all of that. I agree with both sides. I just think UEFA is this the way it has gone on for the last 10, 15 years when they monetized everything, which is good, but they monetized the level where the minute they, they scrapped like uh, what Copinas Cup and then merged everything to Europa Cup and put so much money on the fact that getting top four from the one of the big leagues cost so much money, financial applications, they've tied it to sponsors. Well, they didn't they didn't tie it. Sponsors have gone ahead to now tie you know, their sponsorships to those qualifications. It has literally made the lower cup competition like Europa, the domestic cup competitions in all the other leagues that's made them pretty much irrelevant now. 
because everybody knows now that top four is pretty much, and I know Wenger's harped on this a lot of times, but everything Wenger predicted seven, eight years ago has now come to the fore. Where top four now is literally, literally a trophy. I mean, we kind of saw it today in today's game now. In you know, my United having top four on the line and say, whoa, we're arresting people. I don't care. I care more about top four. You know, so, so, uh, so in my opinion, I, I just think this was kind of coming, which from your first point of view, and maybe they should, they should find a way to tweak some things in FFP. I'm not for FFP. I don't like seeing clubs going on that. Um, I like seeing clubs stay afloat. But my, I also think they should there should be precedence on what is wrong and what is not wrong. And if they're going to allow um, accounting, as Daya put it, they're going to allow financial accounting or smart financial creative accounting. accounting. Creative <laughs> accounting. If they're going to allow creative accounting for existing clubs who already have like rich owners, I think they should allow creative accounting for clubs who are about yeah. who are like Newcastle, who are trying to get purchased also by rich owners. Those are my thoughts, you know, and there should be if you are going to create boundaries, create boundaries everywhere. If you, have, if you care about the means at which it's coming, they should have cared about this like well, eight years ago when all this started. The means when um, City was getting bought, when uh, who ever seen, when all these clubs were getting bought, all this money. They should have cared about it back then, in my opinion. So, I, 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 I agree with you a lot we, uh, because another uh, aspect is some owners, they buy clubs for profit. Yeah. Some owners don't buy for profit, they buy for politics. Yeah. Like if you have a handless, uh, I don't want to offend anybody, but let's say people like Qatar, they probably are buying it more for politics than for profit. They don't mind spending to push the image of the country. Yeah. Like so, uh, uh, like uh, the Asna owner is probably thinking about profit. Sure. Like, <laughs> oh, I need to make money, so I don't care about, so you, I can, if I give you 100 million, how soon can I get my 100 million back? Same yeah. with the Liverpool owners, the Manchester United uh, owners. They want to make their money back. So, but some are just doing it to. If I have excess money, I want to do it as a form of CSR to promote my community, to yeah. promote my country. Like the owner of SAP did for Offline, like yeah. uh, the owner of Red Bull did for Leipzig. Yeah. Uh, someone just bought uh, Eta Berlin now to to promote his own hometown uh, hometown club. But some are doing it for profit. And you know, one thing about FFP too is this. If you let the corporate vultures come into it, they will take, okay, buy a club like Mayu, over buy them actually, um, pump some money into them, make them go up, then take out your money, borrow money using Mayu as a collateral, and you sell and just dump the club. So okay. that's what Glazers did. Kind of what Glazers did. That's what the Glazers did. Yeah. yeah. That's basically what the Glazers did. Mm. <laughs> okay. So now we jump off of FFP and we go to a very interesting topic that is causing a lot of uh, social media battles right now. And we'll start with uh, the reigning champion, right? We can call it reigning champion, the reigning champion. Asterix. The champions of everything. Current, current champions. champions of everything. Current champions, right. Current champions. Asterix champion. <laughs> champions current of champions. everything. <laughs> the COVID-19 champions. So. <laughs> I, I take it. I take it. I take it. As long as, so, as, long as that world champion is there. As long as champion is there. <laughs> so, Ola, rank your team in the all-time. If you have to, if you have to do an all-time EPL team, one okay. rank Liverpool. Two, give us your top five. Uh, well, I, I have to do the ranking because okay, if if I'm doing the top five, then I'll do top five and then I'll tell you where Liverpool rank. All right. Okay. So you can do that way. You can do that yeah. way. For, for me, I'll put. Uh, Man City's Centurions, number one. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah, I'm surprised, actually. No, no. no. <laughs> EJ, EJ will remember. That's why I said EJ will be happy to comment on this. I, EJ will remember. I've said it before. I, I've said it. Going on beating for me is it, it's a good achievement. Yeah. Winning the highest number of points, for me, that shows you're the best team. It's consistent. 100 points, that means they won 32 matches out of 38 games, you know. That's, that's a very high percentage uh, of wins. So Centurions, number one for me, 100 points. I'll put Arsenal Invisibles, number two, because, yes, they still went unbeaten. I know they got only 90 points, but I think they also suffered a bit from what Liverpool are suffering from now. I, Arsenal wrapped up that league, I think, four games to go, or three games three games to go. So they drew, they drew some games towards the end, probably because they had won the league already. 
So, and they went unbeaten. Nobody else has done it. So they're number two for me. Number three will be Chelsea, 0405. Moreno, 95 points. That season, they lost only one game, considered yeah. 15 goals. Unbeatable record. They've considered only 15 goals in 38 games. They are 24 clean sheets. That team was a machine. You know, for me, they're number three. Then I'll put Liverpool number four. Liverpool uh -huh. season number four. Now, the reason why they, I won't put them higher is because they are 93 points. So the season is not over. If they get 99 points, I'll put them ahead of Chelsea 0405. And the reason why is if they get 99 points, that means they won 32 games out of 38, uh, 32 out of 38, which is the, the percentage win. If you are winning that number of games, nobody can be arguing with you. Now. That means you smashed everybody, almost everybody all season. You know, so, but I'll put them number four because the season is not over. They are 93. The highest they can get is 99. Man United, 0809. Yes, they are number five on my list. That was the, <laughs> yes, 0809. Hmm. Um, they, they got 90 points that season. They lost, I think they lost four times, but it's not because the number of losses. It's the fact that that was the team that uh, had Bebatov, Tevez, Rooney, Ronaldo. And Ronaldo that season scored 42 goals. And then they have Vidic, Ferdinand at the back, Evra. They got to the Champions League final the year before. Now, I'm basing all this on the Premier League. I'm not counting all the other trophies those teams might have won because this question is about Premier League. So before some people start adding treble winners and before some people start adding some other, other shady, shady things, this question is about Premier League. Premier League. So <laughs> that's why I'm business. So my top five, Man City Centurions, Invisibles number two, Chelsea's Mourinho's Chelsea 0405, the winning machine, Liverpool number four, then United 0809, the United of Ronaldo, Tevez, Bebatov, Rooney. That was a fantastic team, but they got only 90 points. So sorry, they're not they're not higher than number five on my list. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm impressed. I'm impressed. <laughs> I want to go last. <laughs> I'm coming in with my, my different ideology about this. Okay, go, go ahead. With all our statement right now, I think it took it took uh, a lot of fire out of me because I was thinking <laughs> I was going to rate Liverpool first so I can destroy him totally. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, if I've got to go, I will say the first thing I have to say is I'm totally disappointed in Liverpool after winning the league. I expected so much of them. I expected them to break all the records, get more than 100 points. But, you know, I, I, well, I expected so much of them. But, you know, I think based on uh, four or five weeks ago, if you had been, uh, asked me this question, Liverpool, based on my expectation, would have been number one. But they are not going to break the 100-point record. So Man City will be number one. Number two for me will be Asna. Uh, my number three will be Leicester. The reason why it's Leicester is because even EJ don't have Don't It's opinion based. That's why I love this yeah. opinion based. You know, Go ahead. Leicester, like okay, every other every other team we are listing here, they were favorites or maybe at least top three favorites. Right. Yeah. Leicester barely escaped relegation the first uh, the other the previous season. Whichever way they won, even if they won by 50 points, they won a league title. They were coming from relegation to winning the league title. That is uh, our... On head of, on head yeah. of, return. Yeah, yeah <laughs> so, it's impossible. Never happened again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. So then number four will be Liverpool 2020. And number five will be Mario Chelsea. None of the Man U teams. <laughs> <laughs> Good man. Thumbs up. <laughs> None of the Man U teams because the Man U teams... Daniel, I'm never inviting you to this podcast. Again. Just slap. <laughs> I even tried. I put one my United team there. I tried now. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, uh, don't know the man you team because don't know the man you team. They got their rep from what they did in Europe. Mm. How many of them made 90 points? Now 90 points is Conte made 90 points. Uh, Mario made 90 points. Klopp is making 90 points two times. Mm. Pep made 90 points two times. So 90 points and my you barely made 90 points. That's even if they, I'm not sure, maybe they made it they once. Did, they did, they did, they did, in 08, 09, they got 90 points. Yeah, so, uh, well, they compensated for it in Europe by winning 
the Champions League. Same thing in 99, they won the treble. But if we are talking strictly EPL, I don't see how uh, the argument you want to make for any Man U team. Okay. I'll, I'll just jump you right there real quick. Why is false? <laughs> I, I want to <laughs> comment. Okay, I want to comment. I want to comment because this is interesting. <laughs> I, I, I do have to say, as the only Arsenal fan here, I'm sorry. I, I get all your points about number of points being your you guys' um, benchmark. Yeah. But... I don't think, I, I just, I, it may be the Arsenal fan in me, I don't know if I can really say that because you got 100 points meant that you were dominant in the league. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I get it, but not losing the game. Golden trophy, that's number one. So, I, to me, that, that, that number one spot is just like, because it's not been well, replicated in the well, entire well, You guys well, are, well, I don't care. Well, like, <laughs> means that you didn't lose. Like, you had, like, there are, I remember, I mean, we're, it's not like we were always, like, leading. We are coming from behind. You know, we're, we're digging in our heels. Like, that was, that's why it's not been done again. Like, it's just not been repeated since then. So I think that, and I'll be kinder to, I'll allow, be kinder to your team than you are. Uh, I think, did you put your team third or fourth? Fourth, fourth. Okay. So I, I think they're third. Like, and the reason I say this is because, you don't. You guys won the league with how many games left? Seven games to go. That's the problem. Seven. You won with seven games. Game. That yeah, yeah, that's, so that's had, a... Yes. So if you, if you had stopped playing and just gone home from there, you're like seven games. That's that's PSG stuff. To me, like you you put the you put the league behind and moved on. So I'll be kinder to you than to your team that you are. The reason I put City behind ahead of you is because that was pure. Like nobody knew. That city would ever be beating, beating again. Like, and they won two leagues back to two um, titles back to back. And that was because you guys, I mean, you guys were neck and neck to the end of the season last year. Mm. So I do put them ahead, and I put you guys after. And no one will ever pay me to say Leicester's name as part of the <laughs> top five teams. I think less. I don't know what was going on that season. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Damn. Other teams, that was the other teams dropping off that. Like when Bushi said it last time, last podcast, saying that Manchester City dropped off so you guys could win. I disagreed with that. But last time, when Leicester won, other teams dropped off. The only thing that didn't drop off was Arsenal because we looked normal. Like we, <laughs> we did our normal job that year. The rest of y'all dropped off. And then Leicester, I mean, they played, you know, they won games. It's not like they were losing. They won all their games. They, they lost only three games. So that, that was a good team. But that was, it was just weird. So I can't include that. That's yeah, a but, yeah, that's yeah exactly. but, but even if you're saying, okay, five teams dropped off, you'd be expecting maybe an Everton to win, not yes. Leicester. That was first year. Spurs yeah. Yeah. That yeah. All teams did what they usually do. Like, <laughs> the only thing that didn't do what they usually do was United didn't do, didn't play well. Chelsea. Well, where was Chelsea? I think they finished 10th. Yeah, that was when they finished 10th. Yeah, finish City, I saw City lose to Leicester like 4-0. No, those things don't happen. Like, we're yeah. watching them do that. that that's, it was so unusual. But it was a good year, a fun year. But it won't happen again. So, United, I'm sorry. I'll let you guys tell me which United team deserves to be inside. So, I'm going to start. I'm going to start now. <laughs> Let me start my own. Yes, I said greatest EPL team, but for my own, this is my opinion, and you can call me biased, that's okay. Because this team dominated locally, won the FA Cup, won the English Premier League. Yes, the point tally was low, that's fine. It's hard to compare errors if you want to see that, but they dominated, and they also told you that we're going to dominate here, we're going to also dominate in Europe, alongside the 99 treble team is number one for me. I'm sorry. Because that team had a lot of resilience. That team came back and all the, all questions they were asked. And this is my opinion. Yes, all of you had your time. I let you sing. It's time for me to sing my own praises. Uh, that sing your praises. That team answered every question that was asked them. Every question came back from behind to beat Liverpool in the Africa. Came back from behind to beat Arsenal with a one man down. Came back from behind to beat Bayern. Like they answered every on the last day, they were this close to almost losing it. Came back from behind to win the league on the on, on the final day. Came back against Juve, going to nil down. Oh man, that team just for resilience and having that mentality, right? I know your manager is mentality monster. I roll my eyes anytime he says that thing. 
But the real mentality monster was that Fergie 1990 because that team wasn't as talented as like all the teams they beat. It wasn't as talented as the Juve team, it wasn't as talented as the Inter team, wasn't as talented as the Bayern team, but they answered every question all through and won three trophies. I mean, do you know how difficult that is to win? Liverpool in 2001 won three trophies, and Liverpool oh. in 2001 did not lose any cup game. We answered all the questions we faced. Main one. This is the main trophy. I tell you, Champions League. Champions League, the big years. Unfortunately, Ola, you are answering a question that is not uh, that's not on the paper. <laughs> Why is he adding Champions League and exactly? My number two team is the team that had Cristiano. I, I was going to call it that, but I told you, it's not, it wasn't 08 09 that Cristiano scored 42 and with 90 points. That was 07 08. The 07 08 oh, yeah, yeah. that Cristiano scored 42. What football of the year? 08 09. I am checking. 08 09. I'm an fan. Trust me. This, that was the season left now. This was the season he left. Scott, when something goes. This isn't before it's always got 42 goals. Trust me, I know this team. I know this very, very well. It's okay. got 42 goals. Don't worry, we'll check. Keep going. No, we'll check. No, this, this was when I was the pick well, of I my think power. It was, the, uh, it was in the Champions League winning team. Uh, oh, yeah, season. Yeah, okay, for the, two. the following season, he dropped a little bit. Drop, he had injuries. Then the yeah, next one, so then he left to Madrid. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's, that team, in my opinion, is the best United team ever. Depending on the 1990, the only difference is. That nice night team just had that mentality. So they come number two for me because no English team has been able to do it till now. Win the league and Champions League in the same season. This, this it was only the Manchester United team that's done it. So because of that, they are number two. Because they, again, they answered all the questions in Europe and locally that we, we are not just dominant here. We can go and play against any European team, adjust to any style and still dominate. So that's why they're my number two. Moving on. No, I don't want any comments. Number three is Man City Centurions. Yes, I give it to them. 100 points. Now you can start using data. They did that 100 points. is amazing. They did it. That team was, was good. I mean, the kind of football they played. They probably, in my opinion, played the best football. Let me rephrase that because I, I don't like saying that anymore. They've played the best football from the type of football I like to see. Best style of football I like to see from the kind of person I am. That I've watched in my life. That year they won. It, 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 I mean, they were ten, they were tearing teams apart with attacking football. The next one is Mario, the man I love to hate. Jose Mario team, 0405. Yeah, like Allah said, I agree. The machines. That team was just a, I mean, SCN, um, drug bar, dog. They could beat you anyway, beat you corner kicks, they'll beat you free kicks, they beat you penalty, they beat you counter-attack, they beat you just anything you want, they do it. That's, that, that team was a machine. Uh, the number five. It's a tough, it's a tough, tough one between for me between the Invisibles and Liverpool team. And because of my criteria, I have a criteria reason. I will give it to Arsenal. I give it to Arsenal not because of him. Yeah, okay. The Invisibles matters a little bit. Yeah, they didn't lose the game. That's fine. Okay, yeah, sure. But they had two of draws. But why I give them above Liverpool is because of one thing. Arsenal came close that season. They were and they got to quarter final of Champions League that season. Okay. And they got to semi-final of FA Cup. They could have won the FA Cup if they did not meet, you know, the showstoppers. The guys that were shot, you know, we stopped the show anytime we play people. So we stopped, we stopped Arsenal. What happened today? No, no, I'm not talking about today. I'm talking about historically. Historically. What happened to the showstoppers today? <laughs> anytime someone thinks it's about going on the show, we stop them. So Arsenal would think they're going to really double die. And they would have if, if they didn't meet Manchester United. And we stop them. Liverpool, if I want to be very honest, this is Liverpool team, obviously. I mean, like everybody say, they, they are six for me, and this is the reason why. They've been exceptional, but they are, they are, their performances in the cup competitions has been very, very underwhelming. Whether the manager tried to throw it away, that's fine. That's his choice. Or whether he says he doesn't have enough depth, that's fine. It's just been very underwhelming. They went out second round Champions League. Yeah, they were kind of unlucky. I watched that game. I remember. I even said they were very unlucky in that game. But... But, but the, the facts are, they went out in second round and went out in quarterfinal. Was, was that quarterfinal to Chelsea? That was, that was only like fifth round. Like, they, they were too underwhelming in the cup competitions. And those things matter to me. And I know if you want to use strictly EPL, you can say, oh, let's forget about 
The core conditions matter because that's the same team are playing all the They should not have said best teams. Yeah. The question should have said what are the best teams in this season? Not don't 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 be shifting post and say oh. No, no, but the they're, 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 English teams, they're, they're English teams though. They're English teams playing in in Premier League and they're playing. Don't say what were the best teams. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I would not have considered these other cups. Oh, no. okay. I do when I, when I join. Oh yeah. Like if you are saying EPL, then we just if we're talking about cups, of course, then we'll talk about treble winners. United's treble winners, of course, had the best season. They went Champions League, League, FA Cup. If you're talking about the best winning seasons by any of these teams, then United will be number one. But we're talking about best EPL teams. That's why we're talking about Man City's 100 points. You know, all these United won treble. They won three cups. Who has not won three cups? Liverpool have done it. Man City have done it. Nah. Man City won three trophies last season. That's why we call it the unique treble. We call it the unique. It's, it's still a treble. treble. It's still a treble. Any three trophies are trebles. Unique yeah, treble. Treble. Give up yourself. We have three trophies this season. Three trophies this season. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> we do. We do. We have three trophies this season. Super ah. top. <laughs> European friendly. So, well, eh? Eh? And it's a friendly. <laughs> Friendly. We play penalty shootout. Two hours. Two hours. Have, 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 have you have to make it look like it matters. You have to play penalty to it. Every time. <laughs> okay. So, Invisible's number five. Wow. Yes. I put that number five. No one will agree with you on that. That's why I'm a unicorn. My sport opinions are usually I'm a unicorn. I always call it earlier. People let people later catch on. So I'm I'm fine with that. I'm, I call things real early. Then people catch on later. I remember when I told you about your manager. I said your manager is a good manager. He just needs to start. I remember calling Eddie when all of you were like, ah. told you, I told you. No, no, I told you. Remember when we had the conversation in January? I... No, no, which manager? But remember, I also signed on to my, I joined the bandwagon of Ateta the day he did his interview. I don't think you had me earlier than that. Uh, I just, but but you, you came from a more yes. technical, yeah, Sorry, you came from a more technical part. Yeah. And I agree. Uh, so we go to EPL. Now we've spent so much time just, but this was this has been fun. If you're watching this, you like our content, please leave us a like, follow, subscribe on all our platforms. Uh, so I, I'll stay with EJ. I'm sure you have a list written out, right? So tell us top six, top sixteen with points, oh, with points. And I can tell you the points now so that you you can add it. Because to be fair, I'm not I've not done mine too, so I'll use that advantage to do mine now. So obviously we know one and two. So let's just start from three. Let's just skip. Liverpool, Man City. So who's your number three? Three, I believe, will be Chelsea. Chelsea is currently on, I think they're on 63 points. Correct. Uh, yeah. Their goal difference is probably the lowest amongst the top four, five. Let's, let's call it the top five right now. Correct. Yeah. Uh, and I know you're talking about top six, but it's better for me to think about five and then I'll go to six and seven. Yeah. So they're the lowest, but I think they're right at 15. They have two games left to play. And yep. those games are against who? They went to Liverpool. Way to Liverpool and so two home tough to, games, I think. Yes, home to Wolves. Home to Wolves. And those, yeah. So two tough games, but we people have been claiming that Liverpool are donating points, which I don't agree with. I think Arsenal beats Liverpool fair and square. <laughs> um, I think <laughs> I think Liverpool, you know, they're gonna give Chelsea a run for their money. I don't think it's gonna be a walk in the park. Uh so I think they have the toughest run, but because they're at 63 points, they have a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of cushion. Correct. I, I think they will finish third. Mm. Now, um, Leicester is fourth. Leicester is hanging. So, so what, on, points, what points do you think? I think they'll get three points. And they'll still get to 66. Okay. At least three points from three games. Okay. At least. Um, I think they'll win one, lose one. Leicester. Uh, Leicester. Mm. Hanging mm. on by thread. And that thread became a strand today yeah. when they lost 3-0 and erased the goal difference that they had ahead of United. Now they need United to lose to... Remind me who United's playing on Tuesday. West Ham. West they need Ham to lose to which you wouldn't say is impossible, West but because, yeah. Yeah, because they're at home, you have to give United that advantage. So I don't see United losing on Wednesday to West Ham. And so that gives them three points. Now still, that strand becomes like a hair because on Sunday they play... Leicester. Correct. And Leicester has the chance. They're at home. They have the chance to, you know, erase whatever goal difference that let City uh, United gets at West with West Ham. You know, maybe make it an interesting last day. I think 
that's possible because they really have only one game left. That's their last hurrah to get into top four. They have undoubtedly need to beat United on the last day. Yeah. Now, will that happen? My answer is no. They're not going to beat United mid-draw. But they're not just, I don't trust them to do it. And that's because the way I saw them lose today, they're going like we could have, we should have beaten them, I think. Arsenal should have beaten them. That would have probably just taken them out of the top contention. So I think they will be the ones that are out. And I think United goes up. I think United probably wins and draws. And so now we're talking about four extra points, probably get to 66. Ooh. So Does that put them with? Correct. So they they finished fifth or sixth, um, sixth or seventh, I think. And then Wolves has, I already think Wolves will probably lose to Chelsea on their last game, maybe beat Everton, gives them three extra points. So what 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 what's their points now? Fifty-six. Fifty-six, so fifty-nine. I think that means they finished seventh. So fifty-nine for them. Tottenham probably wins their last game, sixty-one. Chelsea, um, Leicester comes in five. Chelsea fourth, United three, which goes against every way I feel pushing United up top, closer to the top, and making them feel like they had a good season. It's okay, but, it's okay. Old allegiances will always come through, you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you were United fan, you know. Everybody knows that. It's not, it's not, it's not a secret now. That's this a is, secret. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You've come, you've, you've done your coming up party a long time ago, so we know it's okay. <laughs> we know you have a, a soft spot for us. So, okay, relegation quickly. Who's going to be there? Um, no need for points. Just tell me who we're going to get It's going to be. I, I'm pretty sure Bournemouth is going to go down. I don't see how they won't. Because too many things have to happen for them to come out. So Bournemouth, Dasson Villa, and Norwich. That's already relegated. I think Watford will sneak in. They, they have two more games. I think even if they lose both games, they probably still stay up. Okay. Who's Bournemouth playing last? I don't even know. They're playing. I can't remember. I saw it. And I saw that it would be hard for them to beat. Yeah, I'm just going to go to the last place now. So, Ola, uh, I'm going to come to you now. Before I come to you, let me look at the yeah, picture. Bournemouth are playing away to Everton. Yeah, Everton. Yeah. And, and Villa. Villa are playing away to West Ham, which it might it might still be up in the air at that point. Okay, so, so you want me to say my top six, yeah? Yeah. Okay, so, well, top six, we know, we know who are the champions, so we'll leave that. We know um, who is second place, uh, Pep Guardiola. So we leave that. Third place will be Man United, which I think I predicted at the beginning of the season. And somehow I managed, it seems like it's going to happen. <laughs> oh, you did that? You know, I, I think I think I said United will finish in the top four. Yeah. I'm going to pull it off. Yeah, that trend. I'm going to pull it off. I think, I think so. You, you have been very pessimistic about United now. <laughs> you you think you guys are so bad, but I don't think so. We told you. Me and Bola told you that you guys are not as bad as you think. United are going to finish third because United are going to beat West Ham. And United will beat Leicester. Leicester, Leicester are gone. Leicester are terrible. United will finish on, um, let's see, 60... United will finish on 68 points. So they will be in third place. Chelsea will finish fourth, in my opinion. Uh, I think they might get a draw at Anfield. I, I think they will even be happy to get a draw. I think they'll just set up, take their points, and go to the final game against Wolves. And even a draw might be enough against Wolves too. Yeah. They don't even have to beat Wolves. So I, I don't see Leicester beating Man U. Le- Leicester are missing Soyuncu. They are missing Chiwell, their normal left back. Their right back. <laughs> they are missing their right back. Their normal right back. Missing Madison. They're missing Madison. They're not beating oh. United. They're not oh, beating. I think Evans is out too, right? Albright, you know, is, is playing. Oh, they're missing yeah. Albright. Yeah, they're missing. Yeah, yeah. And we said this in a previous podcast. Their form since the beginning of this year has just been woeful. They can't yeah. turn it around. And today was the final straw. The fact that they even now lost by three goals and just wiped out their goals difference. Oh, forget about it. <laughs> so Leicester, they're going to finish. Um, They're going to finish. Let me see. Where did I put them? They're going to finish fifth. They're going to finish fifth, and then in in sixth place will be Spurs. 
Spurs have Crystal Palace away. And um, Crystal Palace basically are on the beach. They've, they've, they've signed out for the season. They've lost like seven straight games <laughs> since, since they came back. So Spurs will win that and Spurs will finish on 61 points. Uh, Wolves, I think Wolves and Chelsea will draw. So I don't see Wolves overtaking Spurs. Um, Sheffield United, it's too late. The highest they can finish is on is 60 points. So, so the top six will just be Liverpool, Man City, United, Chelsea, Leicester City, and then Spurs. Okay. And bottom three. Okay, and bottom three. I agree with EJ. I think the bottom three stays the way it is. Uh, the only snag for Watford is how angry are Man City for losing to Arsenal yesterday? <laughs> that's the problem. Because Watford are playing Man City on Wednesday. So that's the snag. If Man City are angry, I'm like, okay, we have to take it out on you guys. And then they wipe their goals difference because their goals difference is on minus 23 at the moment. And Bournemouth and Villa are on minus 27. So if they lose by five goals, their goals difference becomes worse than those guys. So the best thing they can do, based on the news today that they have even sacked their manager, which I think is crazy. Yeah, I don't, that's I, ridiculous. I don't know. I don't know why they're sacking him for two games to go. Maybe they want they want the new manager bounce, but if Watford get a point against City, they stay up. If right. they lose by a slim margin, they stay up. But if they lose by four or five, mm, they might be in trouble. But apart from that, I think the bottom three stays the way it is. Uh, Bournemouth are down. Norwich, bye bye. Villa, yeah. Villa don't score enough goals anyway, and um, I don't think they are going to survive unless Watford lose by five or six. So. Okay, okay. Dio, run through it quickly for us. Um, I think I agree with everybody. Uh, Man U will win the next season. You can't come up with your ideas. Why you agree with us? Come up with yes. something. I already wrote it down. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just joking uh, with you. Man U is winning their next two games, so they're getting six points. So, going to 68. Chelsea is only winning one game. They're losing to Liverpool. Liverpool, is that's their final home game. That's when they'll be getting the trophy. And they lost to Arsenal already. So, at least they want to salvage any little shame or pride left in them. That's if they have any shame. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> so, Shameful champions. <laughs> wow. <laughs> They'll be Chelsea. But Chelsea, I think Chelsea will win against Wolves. I see Chelsea finishing with 66 points. Leicester is done. They've been done for a while. Zero points. So they'll end up at 62 where they are right now. Sports will get another three points, so they'll end up at 61. And Wolves, 59 points. Uh, bottom three will stay the same. I don't think anything will change. Okay. Mm. So I'll, I'll start from... EJ, you said yours, right? Yeah, EJ said us already, yeah. yeah. I'll, say, I'll just run through mine quickly. I actually think bottom three will be where the change is going to be. I think Norwich... Villa and Watford are going to go down because because of Ola's thought process. I think Man City are going to destroy Watford like they always do yes. in the next game because they are mad. Pep is angry, everybody is angry, and he wants to keep them firing till Champions League. He has two games left. He doesn't have the FA Cup again, so he's going to play full guns now. He's going all guns blazing because I remember him saying he wanted that FA Cup as their tune-up match a week for Real Madrid. That game is gone now. FA Cup final is gone now. So, I think it's going to go guns blazing. And guess who they play after that? They Never play Arsenal. Arsenal. No, Watford. I think Watford. They play Arsenal. Oh, Watford. Plays Arsenal they play on the last us. day. Yeah, on the last day. So, I think Watford are going to lose those two games and possibly lose one very heavily and just lose to Arsenal, maybe 2-0. And I think Bournemouth will. And this is me now. So, let me... let me. Your brain. I see this that. is me. My... my, my my, my, this is my bias now, my Eddie Howe bias, because I have a soft spot for Eddie Howe. I think Bournemouth will beat Everton on the final day. That's what I think. I think they'll pull a surprise win, and they'll just stay off by goal difference. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is that's wishful, the best way to stay off. Wishful thinking, but that's what I think you have for. I think Bournemouth will beat Everton on the final day, and I think Watford will lose their next two games. So, I think Watford, uh, Norwich... And Villa will go down. Yeah, Villa don't have enough goals, so I think they, they will lose their best two games because they are playing West Ham maybe on the final day. They are playing Arsenal next. They will lose their next two games. 
And I want Watford to go down, especially because of what I heard today. That's that's a crazy decision. So the number three to six, I think Chelsea will actually come third. I think they will draw Liverpool and they will beat Wolves, so they will end up on 67. I think Manchester United comes fourth because I actually have a feeling that we will draw on Wednesday. <laughs> David Moyes, the yes. genius. He's <laughs> going to come with, uh, oh, this, I'm going to spoil your party. I feel like <laughs> I feel like we draw on Wednesday. Then when the pressure is now on us, we will go and beat Leicester and Leicester because Leicester, has, they've imploded. Those guys have imploded, in my opinion. So Leicester is going to come fifth. And I think Tottenham, yes, I agree. Tottenham, have, I mean, Hurricane is back to shooting from center cycle form. Once Hurricane gets in that mode, you know it's over. <laughs> <laughs> and they're playing Crystal Palace their last game. So Crystal Palace looked terrible. They, they just give up chances anyhow. So yeah, Hurricane is going to go ham. Probably try to see if we can win Golden Boot on that day. I score five goals. He'll be shooting from everywhere. So I, I think, yeah, I agree with you. Spurs will come sixth, Leicester fifth. Chelsea, George, Man United fourth. So I think you come to the end of uh, this. This has been fun. This is a long one. DJ <laughs> is good to have fun with it. <laughs> <laughs> At least I was here for this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it was fun. Uh, thanks for coming, guys. Uh, if you like our content, check check out at the end of the podcast. You know, all our social media handles will be there. Um, hola, as always. Have a good time. Dio, thanks for coming. And like I told you, this is the last time you're coming. We're not too much on the top five. I'm just messing with you. I, I, I knew that was biased, in my opinion. I just, I just went to bias. Every time people blame me for being too logical. So I'm like, nah, today I'm going to be biased.